Well, the Cotton Bowl Classic was exactly that. It was a classic game. And really, honestly, it was a classic Lincoln-Riley game. Defense in big games does not show up. At least that's what happened <laughs> at the end of this ball game for the Trojans. And that's why Tulane gets the victory 46-45. Steve, this was a fantastic game. Honestly, when I was watching this one, USC looked good initially at the beginning of this one. I, I, was, I was thinking that USC was just going to run away with this one. Caleb Williams looked really good. 462, five touchdowns, did have one pick. was a pretty iffy pick, if you will. Uh, but at the end of this game, there was some bad boneheaded decisions by USC, starting off with a kick return that was fumbled at the one-yard line and then turned into a safety by Tulane from Patrick Jenkins from Tulane and then turned into a touchdown for the green wave that gave them the lead finally at the very end of this one. 46-45 final for Tulane. Hey, this is a team that we were not sure uh, if they were deserving to be that group of five team to make the appearance at the NY6 Bowl, right? Well, they proved yep. that they deserved to be there. And not only did they deserve to be there, they win the game against a team that we thought for the longest time until the Pac-12 championship that we might be seeing a, a Trojan team in the college football playoffs. So not only does USC not make it to the college football playoffs, they don't win the Cotton Bowl. Hey, Caleb Williams, you still got the Heisman. Congratulations. But I feel like that's just not it doesn't feel that good anymore. Pretty bittersweet. What was your thoughts on this game? You know what kept popping in my head? Caleb Williams is the LeBron James now of uh -oh. um, of college football. I mean, I'm so talented. But really, if you break it down, he's probably the most talented quarterback in Division One and probably across all divisions. But it's just not enough. I mean, I mean, you know, it just it just seems that the surrounding cast always lets him down somehow. At first, I was watching the game and I'm like, well, you know, a couple of bad breaks and that's why USC is not in the national champ college football playoff. But then you see a game like that and then you kind of think back, USC was constantly putting themselves in a situation where they had to pull up almost an impossible play or impossible drive in order to win games. So they kind of did it to themselves. And the fact that Tulane played such, I mean, that game was played with heart. Tulane went out there and they wanted to show people that were questioning them <coughs> um, whether they should be in this game. The good thing about it being a new year is I can say, well, that was 2022. So now I, so I, have, I have a couple of days I can wiggle and say, hey, this is 2023, and th this is what Feck thinks now. But no, but yeah, honestly, new year, again, new year, new you. I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I still think that UTSA, because of the unique talent that they had on both sides of the ball, they should have been the representative to the Cotton Bowl. You know, a home state school, the whole deal. I, I'll still say that, you know, till the day I die and probably will be Tulane fans that end up killing me here after this video, but Tulane showed that they belonged. And you, you and I were on Tulane pretty early, actually saying, you know, don't overlook Tulane, you know, don't overlook Tulane. And they, they earned that conference championship and they, they earned that spot on national TV. And I mean, the cotton bowl. Okay. Now with all the bowl systems, maybe it's not as, prestigious when it's a standalone but i mean you and i remember when the cotton bowl was like the game to watch right. early you know yeah, on new year's day is, i'd say this is probably the second biggest bowl game uh that's not in the playoffs i would probably that's 
that's probably mm-hmm. fair to say. You probably can give the nod to the Rose Bowl as the as the premier bowl game that's not in the college football playoffs, and then I would give the Cotton Bowl number two. You're right about Tulane, though, and and it's interesting that we've seen two years in a row now that an American team from the American Conference has done great things in the bowl season or the college football playoffs. You know, Cincinnati last year, now they didn't win their semifinal game, but they made it. That's really an impressive feat, the first group of five mm-hmm. teams to do that. And then Cincinnati, we knew that was going to have some kind of an off year. They stuck around for a lot longer than you and I both thought were going to. And then Tulane comes out of nowhere. I think this is probably the craziest stat uh, is that Tulane had was terrible last year. I mean, you look at their record last year. They were not good at all. And they turn around and have a 12-2 and two season and win the Cotton Bowl. That is, I mean, if you are not giving the nod, and I know he didn't get it. I know Sonny Dykes got coach of the year, but the fact you're not giving, you know, <laughs> Fritz the the um, the coach of the year. I mean, it really, really needs a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of things to look at. However, looking at this team, looking at USC and the reason they lost this game, their offense did look pretty good for the most of this, the majority of this. And they did it without Travis Dye. They did it without Jordan Addison. You could totally make that argument that if they had those players, maybe this ball game would be completely different. You could make that argument. I'm not going to. Not no, yeah, no, neither am I. No. Yeah, but <laughs> and because that's just what that's just what the world we live in now with the transfer portal situation and entering for the draft. That if you don't make the college football playoffs, some of these players don't see the value in playing in bowl games. And I don't blame them if you have longevity and money on the line moving forward. As for Tulane, though, Michael Pratt was very, very fun to watch in this one. And I know he did good throwing the football. He had 234, two touchdowns. But I think what was the most entertaining to me was his running game. Now, I know Ty J. Spears had a fantastic running game. He had such a good running game that he declared for the NFL draft as soon as this game was over. And I completely, I don't blame him one bit. I mean, he was 205, four touchdowns. I mean, run that hype train as long as you possibly can. Find yourself into being a day two pick and, and make an NFL roster, go for it. Good luck, please. But Michael Pratt, I just there was just some some amazing things that he did in this game that just really caught my eye. And yes, it was some great passing games, but there were some really good read options and quarterback draws he did. And you could just tell that he was just fully in tune with reading that defense. And he found some very good long rushes on that one. I know one of them was as long as 40 yards. I, I was just very impressed by Michael Pratt. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next of him. I know he's just a junior. I don't know if he's going to declare or if he's going to stay at Tulane. I really hope he does because this Tulane team has the opportunity to maybe potentially be, dare I say, last year's Cincinnati. If they keep up this pace right now, uh, going from a two-win team last year to a 12-and-2 win team this year, I mean, the only option is to either get worse, which I don't see happening because they. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to bring more into the window, uh, and then you can find yourself maybe as one of those top four teams. I mean, it's not impossible. We saw it with Cincinnati last year, Steve. Yeah, you know, and I think a season like this for Tulane, they're always going to be, you know, the, the little brother, you know, to LSU as far as football recruiting goes. But when Tulane is good, they've had a history of being able to get top-level talent to that school. And LSU can't bring everybody in, you know, so – I mean, there's enough really good football being played, you know, in Louisiana, in southern Mississippi, in Arkansas, in East Texas, that Tulane can take the leavings, if you will, and still put together a really talented roster. And you talk about Pratt, he's the perfect kind of guy to go to Tulane because they can go to him and say, look, you know, 
they're going to try to harness you in. They're going to try to change the way you play football. We want you to be you. We want you to play that game. We know you have special talent. I mean, you look at Pratt. I compare him a lot to Frank Harris, where he plays in control. It looks like he's all over the place, but he's always in control. He can read defenses. Uh, we saw that uh, in both of their big wins, you know, in, in their big American Conference wins throughout the year. So for him to now perhaps benefit from not only transfer portal coming in, because now Tulane's not a joke. The American um, Athletic is getting more national recognition. They're coming off a big bowl win on New Year's Day. Now he's going to have even more talent surround him. So I think it would really benefit him to stay that extra year. All right, at least, and not go out. And you I mean, is it really going to matter if he's drafted in this in the fifth, sixth round? No, probably not. But he could play his way into, you know, into the upper uh, rounds of, of day two and go forward. So yeah, Tulane. It's just one of those schools that I love when they're good. And it doesn't happen nearly as often as it should in football. But when it is good, I mean, the, the alumni from that university, they turn out. I, I had the, the pleasure of going to a bunch of Tulane games. And even when in years when they weren't good, they were, you know, the crowd was just electric. When you think of Tulane and what's going to happen next year, just Honestly, the American Athletic Conference is going to be very, very yes. interesting to watch next year with the new additions bringing in, coming over from Conference USA. I know some teams are moving over to the Big 12, um, but I mean, it's going to be a very interesting American Conference, to say the absolute least. And speaking of USC, let's talk about them now. Obviously, three losses on the season now. This is their first loss to a team that wasn't Utah. Now, obviously, we know in the regular they had that crazy two-point conversion loss game, and then we see this one-point loss in the Cotton Bowl. We know the Pac-12 championship game was just a, a complete nightmare for them. Is this a disappointing season for USC? I know what they had with all these players coming in in the transfer window. Uh, it, this is the first year under Lincoln Riley for them. You know they're going to have to rebuild again with all these players that are probably going to enter the NFL draft. That It's, it's going to happen, happen again. I'm sure they can find those players. Um, USC is one of those programs, but was this a disappointing year for them? And do you think they can get back to the same spot they were, or if not better next season under year two under Lincoln Riley? Um, well, for me, again, I'm not a USC fan, but I thought it was, it was a fantastic season for them. Um, I, this played out better than I think even Lincoln Riley had hoped. Uh, he's really put USC truly back on the map. He just has a knack of finding talent, recruiting talent, using the transfer portal to bring in the, really the cream of the crop, both from the high school level, uh, the JUCO level, and then through the transfer portal. He's going to have a chance now to actually build a defense. Good point. You know, and not and not have the electric football style defense where all, oh no, their two defensive backs got hooked up and now they're spinning around in a circle watching people, you know, go go past them. I mean, I think that's where while Lincoln Riley is, I wouldn't say a defensive coach by any means, but I think he's going to be able to get top talent on the defensive end of the thing to come in to supplement what the Trojans already have. Because, I mean, again, if you're going to try to bring people into the transfer portal, you're talking about USC, Los Angeles, sunny California, and all of that. Th that's going to turn a lot of young 
kids' heads. It's going to be the rare player that's going to say, well, you know, boy, I mean, USC would be exciting, but I think I'm going to go play at Nebraska because, you know, of opportunity. No, they're going to say, no, I want to be, I want to be there. Okay. Okay. I want to be around all of that. And you got to think that they're going to actually dip into those pipelines a little more too, with the addition of them moving to the big 10. So I think not only are they going to have the success they've already had with transfers and recruiting, you got to think that both USC and UCLA's recruiting is going to improve moving forward. You you have to think that, right? You got to think that they're going to dip and compete against those Ohio States, those Michigans. They're not going to be afraid to do it. I know they're already competing against them. That's probably a bad way to say it, but now they're going to really be more aggressive in certain areas that they probably weren't uh, in years past. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, you made a great point there. And um, it's those two programs, in essence, now have no excuse not to get progressively True. better over the, uh, with, with the going in, into the big 10. I mean, certainly their television exposure is going to increase dramatically. And you would, you think in the second biggest market in America in Los Angeles, that that wouldn't be the case, but the PAC 12 is still trying to figure out its, its media strategies. So going into the big 10, they're, they're going to be all over uh, television every week. They're not going to have to sit back and wait. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of USC UCLA games that'll be a big 10 network game only. They're going to, they're going to be over on Fox and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I I think the sky's the limit. If you're a USC fan, you know, and you'll be moving to the coast, so you're going to get to be able to see a lot more of of them, you know, in in real time, I've been to stay up until whatever godforsaken time it is. They, they kick off. So that's going to be, it's going to be another great addition. You're going to be able to watch in essence, you know, your, your East coast and central time zone, favorites in the At big lunchtime. 10 yeah right exactly exactly play out there that I mean that, that that's just amazing but no yeah no I, usc okay they did it to themselves but i will argue that maybe they played above their heads they were just so talented on the offensive side of the ball they got away with a lot of things with another yeah. recruiting class i think lincoln riley is going to be able to really build a program not just a super team and we're going to have you ready to go and all primed up and ready and and prepared this offseason for teams like USC, UCLA, and Tulane, too. We're not going to forget about this, yeah, this yeah. green wave, okay? I think we're riding it pretty well. This is going to be a fun team to pay attention to because I think they're going to build and they're going to be just as good, scary good. And then we're going to try and find those teams. I think we're going to try and do a better job to try and find those teams. That who will be the next Tulane? Who will go 2-10 and 10 to 12-2? and two. I'm going to hope it's old old dominion but that's just my thoughts on that one. i don't know if that's the case but um we'll have you covered here at slasher U throughout the offseason with college football with transfers with new with breaking news and a whole bunch more here so be sure to be tuning in here every single day as we bring in new content for a whole bunch of college football college basketball moving forward baseball and college softball as well so thank you for listening to slasher U.